everyone, I'm Sarah and this is Andrea and we just wanted to say happy Easter weekend. We are glad that you're here whether you're in person or watching us online. However that you're joining us this weekend, we just want to connect with you. And so if you're joining us online, we would love to have you fill out our online connection card. And you can do that by just clicking the connect uh, link that's on your screen. And if you're in person with us this weekend, we would love to have you stop by our welcome desk where we have incredible volunteers there that are ready to help you fill out a connection card. And we also have a very special gift for you there as well. And another way of getting connected with CCC is by following our social media platforms, Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at CCC Rochester. So throughout the week, we post things to keep you in the know and just to keep you encouraged. Now let's get ready to celebrate um, this Easter weekend by worshiping our risen Savior. He is risen. He is risen indeed. <laughs> Oh, God. 
Shame into glory. You're the only. 
that covers all so that all don't have to die. And so as we approach Easter weekend, there's a lot of joy and hope and life. Have we said thank you? And I know we can't say thank you enough and the gratitude that we show, we don't understand. But the blood of his son has kept you in life and in hope. And so as we continue on in our worship, let that be the focus of our hearts and our minds as we lift our voices to him. the blue. 
celebrate your risen son this weekend. God, we can't honor you enough. We can't thank you enough. I can't even imagine what it was like as you saw your son on that cross, literally shedding his blood for us. And as he's looking out on that crowd and all he's hearing is insults hurled at him, accusations that are untrue, spite, hate thrown at him. And he just looks on that crowd and on each one of us with love. And out of this painful act of obedience to you, God, oh my goodness, I can't imagine. But God, thank you. Thank you for the cross. And today, not only do we see that he was on that cross, but we, we praise you for the fact that you rose him from the dead three days later. The joy that we have, the hope that we share with each other because of the fact that you rose your son from the dead, something that has never happened before and will never happen again after hanging on the cross. Thank you for who you are for what you did for us so long ago and you continue to do for us today. In your holy, precious name we pray. Amen. Will you guys remain standing, please? Um, happy Easter. We are going to engage, before you're seated, um, we're gonna engage in a long-standing tradition of Christian people across centuries around the world I'm gonna greet you with the greeting, he is risen, and you're gonna respond with he is risen indeed. All right, you guys willing, ready, willing to do that with me? He is risen. He is risen Fantastic, thank you. Will you guys please have a seat? 
It is great to be with you today. Um, if I haven't met you yet, my name's Daryl Holden. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm really thankful for this chance that we have to be together. What a beautiful Easter weekend, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys, this is, it's Easter. Like, Jesus walked out of the grave. We're celebrating that. So we're, this, is, this is great. So I'll tell you, so if you're new here, you're new watching us online, if you're just wondering what kind of guy I am, um, one of the things I'm doing this weekend is I am summarizing my snowblower. So, like, I have faith. I'm looking forward. Like, this is good stuff. So this is the kind of guy I am. And, and really, we're launching this weekend. I, I love to launch series on Easter. And there's, there's a particular series. We did it last year, and we're going to do it again this year. It's a question that helps me. And the question is, what if he does? Because what Easter does for us is Easter... Easter demonstrates to us not just the power of God, but actually his faithfulness. And so what Easter does, the fact that Jesus rose again from the dead, it empowers you and me to live a life looking at different things that God has said that he is willing to do for us. And, and really, what does it look like if I would bank my life on that statement? So, so what if he does? So this weekend, we're gonna launch this series um, with a promise that God makes, and it's at the very end of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Now, can't read the whole chapter for you. I'll just tell you, if you are, this resurrection idea is something you're scratching your head about a little bit, like, is this true? It sounds far-fetched. Well, what if, or I was raising these things. If you have questions about the resurrection, about whether it happened, about the philosophy of it, like 1 Corinthians chapter 15, if you're gonna look in the Bible, for some answers to those questions, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is your chapter, and that chapter about the resurrection ends with this statement, which is just, just a tremendous promise to you and to me. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 55 through 57, the Apostle Paul, who's writing to people about Jesus and his resurrection from the dead, he says these words, he says, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we have this amazing statement that is a promise you and I can bank on that because Jesus rose again from the dead, you and I can receive the victory. Thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So what I wanna do today is I wanna talk with you for a few minutes about what this victory, like these verses, what this promise is, and then I wanna show you a place in the Bible where, where something happens that helps us understand kind of what Jesus is promising to us, and then I wanna wrap all this up with an answer for you. What if he does? What could my life look like if, if God really gives me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ? All right, so let me start by making a couple of statements to you that come from this promise that God will give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thing I would say to you in this is, the victory is better than a victory. If you look at the words of this promise, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And I don't know if you write in your Bible, I write in mine. And so one of the things I've done in my Bible is I have taken the, the small letters in the victory and turned them into capital letters, T-H, capital T, capital V, just to remind me that this isn't just some win that God is promising to give to me or to you. This isn't, this isn't just like in the general scheme of life when we could use a win 
in some way that, that all this promise is is that God would give us a little win. This is actually a promise that God will give to you and to me the victory. Now, if we're gonna figure out and understand what all that means, it really is in the, the verse I just read to you. There's a lot of words in there that talk about sin and death. And if you wanna summarize, like, what is this victory that God's giving to us? It's victory over sin and death. And sin and death are really the bookends of human existence. The psalmist, David, he writes, he said, I was born in iniquity and sin my mother conceived me. Just, he, he just makes that blatant statement that I am, like, I start this life as a sinner and this physical life that you and I, it ends in death. And, and so we live this existence that is bookended and marked by sin and death, but because of the resurrection of Jesus, thanks be to God who gives us the victory. So what you and I get to experience is victory over sin and death. Now, here's another thing that's really important about these verses to grab onto. You might win a victory, but you can only receive the victory. There's a big difference between the victory that you can win for yourself, like whether it's work, family, relationship, you've got some stuff going on, you might figure out some ways for those things to get better. But if you are going to experience victory, like capital V, victory, God's kind of victory over stuff that is marked in this world by things that we would just, the big picture, sin and death. If you're gonna experience the victory, you can't win that. You can only receive that. Thanks be to God who gives us, gives. And in my Bible, again, I've circled the word, the word gives. He gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we have this victory that he wants to give to us and as we try to figure out exactly what that is, I think there's really, there's three pieces to it. The first piece of this capital V victory that he wants to give to you is he wants to give you life. He wants to give you life. And there is, like, we are born into spiritual death and so he wants to give you spiritual life. He also wants to give you your life back. As he gives you spiritual life, he wants to give you your life back. Not the little life that you were living for yourself when you were walking around spiritually dead in darkness. Like he wants to give you the life he intended you to live. He wants to give that back to you and then he wants to give you life forever. And that's victory. Like that is, if you could experience life, your life back and life forever, you have the victory over sin and death. So to really help us kind of wrap our arms around what this looks like and how we receive it, I wanna take you to the Gospel of John, chapter 11, to, to a few days in the life of Jesus where this, this idea of victory can be, it, it's just fleshed out for us. So the Gospel of John, chapter 11, let me set the scene for you a little bit. So Jesus and his first followers, 12 guys at this point, his first followers, they were friends with a guy named Lazarus and his two sisters, Mary and Martha. And like the, the Bible tells us that Jesus loved them. So they weren't just, they weren't just like acquaintances. These were, they were friends. They were, they were tight. And, and Lazarus was sick. And he was really sick. He was, he was sick to the point of death. He was so sick 
that Mary and Martha, where they were and where Lazarus was sick, with the sisters, what the sisters did is they sent a messenger to Jesus where he was about 20 miles away. So sick enough that they were willing to ask somebody to come 20 miles to get a message to Jesus that, hey, your friend, Lord, your friend is sick. And so that messenger came to visit Jesus and gives him this message. And the reason Mary and Martha wanted Jesus to come was because they knew him. And they knew what he had done. They knew, like they knew that he had healed sick people. And so if, you could, if we could get Jesus here, he can take care of our brother for us. So in John chapter 11, starting in verse six, when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Now, that's not what, that's not what we would expect. This guy that Jesus loves is sick, so sick that his friends have sent a messenger 20 miles, two days of walking, 20 miles to come and ask Jesus to come. And so Jesus loves this guy. What do we expect Jesus to, to hop right up and, and head that direction? But Jesus stayed where he was for two more days. If this is a friend, don't you go? In that moment, if this is your friend, don't you get up and go? And so Jesus stays where he is for two days. And finally, he says to his disciples, after two days, finally, he says, okay, let's go. And they have this discussion about what was going on. They talk about it and about Lazarus. And finally, Jesus just looks at his disciples and he says to them, all right, after two days, wait, guys, Lazarus is dead. Now, if you would, just exercise with me. Drop yourself into this scenario as one of Jesus' followers. Because they loved Lazarus too. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? Lazarus is dead. We've been, we've been sitting around here for the last two days. Jesus, you can do something about this. We've, we have been sitting around here for the last two days. Why, are we, why have we been sitting here? And so Jesus answers their question. He says to them, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake, for the sake of his followers, for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe but let us go to him. So they set off from where they were to where Lazarus and Mary and Martha were. A 20-mile walk takes you two days to get there. And on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. The two days that they had been waiting around and the two days that it took them to walk the 20 miles, Lazarus has been dead. So when Martha, one of the sisters, heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. And if you know anything about their character from other places in the Bible, this fits, this fits right with their personalities. Martha goes out to meet Jesus and she, Lord, Martha said to Jesus, and I think she said it to him like that. I think she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. She's just, she's just right up face to face with him because she knows who he is and she knows what he could accomplish and she knows that if Jesus had, had 
dropped everything and come when they had asked him to, Lazarus would still be alive. If you fast forward a little bit in the text, Mary then comes to meet Jesus, and when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who'd come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and he was troubled where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. And Jesus wept. So Jesus wept. Now, even if you haven't heard this story before, you could probably tell where this is going. And spoiler alert, Jesus is getting ready to raise Lazarus from the dead. And he wept. So, so knowing what's coming, why is Jesus weeping? Because he's, Jesus is about to raise Lazarus from the dead. He's, he's about to put an end to all of this. He's, he's gonna be the hero in this scenario and not for his own ego, but for the well-being of his followers and for the glory of his father. He's He's about to fix the problem and still he is weeping. So why is he weeping in this moment? I think there's two answers to that. I think the first answer, and this one's really important. First answer is empathy. Jesus is, he's, he's with his friends and they're in pain. And he feels what they feel. And, and he is with them in the heartbreak of this moment. And whether you've known Jesus for as long as you can remember or you're new to this stuff or you're just starting to investigate who this Jesus guy is and could he make a difference in your life, this is an important thing to know about him. Don't miss this. He, he feels what you're feeling. He cares how you feel. He enters into your pain, your suffering with you. He's, he's standing at the grave of a friend who he is about to raise from the dead and he is weeping with his friends who are in mourning over their brothers. Jesus wept. Now I think there's a second reason that Jesus is weeping in this moment. And this is a little bigger picture. And if I could use the words that we grabbed from 1 Corinthians 15 earlier, really it's, it's sin and death. If I could grab those two words again and drop them into this setting, it's sin and death. Jesus is weeping because of sin and death. What sin and death have done to not just Lazarus, but to humankind. Because Mary and Martha and their friends are standing at Lazarus' tomb and, and that scene had played out so many times throughout human history where somebody dies and their family, their friends are surrounding in tears the place where they're buried and sin and death have invaded. If you went back to the beginning of the Gospel of John, chapter one, one of the things that we're told about Jesus is 
In him is life. All things were created by him. He gave life to all things. In him is life. He gave life. He's the life giver. And sin and death invaded this world which he created, like he breathed life into it. And sin and death have invaded this world. And, and this scene that is here with Lazarus and Mary and Martha and the mourners who are around the tomb and for thousands of years since this scene, this, it's been played out and it's been repeated. And, and really from Jesus' perspective, guess what? We were not created to die. We were created to live. And Jesus is weeping at the tomb of his friend because sin and death have invaded our world and he did not make us to die. He made us to live. And so Jesus Weeping, tears running down his face, wipes his eyes and says, roll the stone away. Because Lazarus was buried in a tomb. It would have been a cave cut into the side of a hill or into a rock. And so roll the stone away. So somebody rolled the stone away from the mouth of the tomb and and. They said, hey, Lord, he's been in there four days. He's gonna stink. And Jesus said, if you believe, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. So, so they moved that stone away. And then Jesus, he actually looked up to heaven and he said, Father, I am saying this out loud because I wanna make sure that you get the credit for what's about to happen here. And then he yelled, Lazarus, come out. And John tells us what happened. The dead man came out. His hands and feet were bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in head cloth, and Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. This, this Lazarus, he was dead. He was dead, dead. He'd been in the tomb for four days. They were worried about the smell of decomposition when Jesus, when Jesus ordered them to roll that stone away. And he, wrapped in grave clothes, comes walking out of that tomb. Could you, can you imagine that? I mean, I, part of, I cannot imagine that. And at the same time, spiritually speaking, I have experienced that. I, I know what it's like to be, to be dead and to know that it's just, it's darkness and, and to hear Jesus' voice that says, come forward, <laughs> it's the most amazing thing. He is the life giver. He is the one who gives life and there is this amazing demonstration of his power on display and not just not just Lazarus come out of here, come out of there, but to the people around them, unwrap him and let him go. Not just alive, but free. Can I tell you what this is? This is victory. This is victory. This is not just any victory. This is not just a victory. This is the victory. This is Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is, this is victory. This is what it looks like. He, he called Lazarus from death into life, and then he gave him his life 
back and he gave him eternal life so that he could experience all that Jesus had intended for him to experience. This is, this is victory, this is victory. And, and what Jesus did for Lazarus physically, he is willing and able, desirous, not just willing, he wants to do for you and for me spiritually. He wants to give us life forevermore because, because this, this miracle of raising Lazarus from the dead is actually, it's, it's the little miracle pointing to a bigger miracle. This is, this is the little miracle of raising Lazarus. This one points to the big miracle of Jesus being raised from the dead. And one of the things that he said to Mary and to Martha before he performed this miracle of raising Lazarus, he told him, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. The big point, the big point of this miracle about raising Lazarus is Jesus' willingness, that, and not just his willingness, his want to. His want to speak, breathe life into you. To give you life back to give you life forever. It's, he, he holds all of that within himself, in his hands, and he, he can breathe that into you. He is, he is the one who gives us life. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory over sin and death. So whatever tomb, you, whatever tomb you're in, whatever grave clothes bind you, there is one who is, who is willing, desirous, wants to, and able to call your name, to call you out, to say, take off the grave clothes and let him, let her go and walk in freedom that Jesus offers to us. Because Jesus rose again from the dead Thanks, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we, we're here on this Easter weekend and we all know the story. This story really happened. There's, there's more evidence that Jesus rose again from the dead than pretty much anything else from this, this time in history. This is, this is a real thing, and, and it's not my job today to like defend all of this to you. Let me declare it to you. Jesus rose again from the dead. He walked out of the grave, and because he walked out of the grave, he has life, and he will give his life to you. There's a question that Jesus asks, and I think it's a question that we have to answer once for sure, and then we have to keep answering every day. He says, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? Do you believe that the victory is a gift to you through Jesus? Do you believe that that the victory over sin and death is God's gift 
to you through Jesus, not something that you're trying to earn, not something that you're trying to deserve, not a win that you're trying to generate for yourself, but that he's giving this to you. Do you believe this? Is this, is this what you will hang on to? Is this what you're gonna bank on? Is this, is, this, is this for you? Do you believe this? And those who believe this get to experience Life, their life back, and life forevermore, eternal life. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, some process in this preparation for our time together this weekend, and I'm, I'm thinking about, okay, so, so what is this really like? Right, if, I, if I believe this, I can believe that. Like I, I can believe this. If I believe this, though, what difference does this make? So here's, this is really the question that, you know, kind of we're going to keep asking for a few weeks about different promises that God has made. If we really believe this, like what if he does? You know, what if, what if God really gives me the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord? What if he really does that for me? What if he would really do that for you? What, what would that mean for you? What would that mean for me? What could our lives look like if he would really give us the victory so that as, like, as we explore this, as we explore this for a couple minutes, what? What if he does that for you? Why would you say yes to that? How could you go forward from, from this room, from this message, from this weekend? How could you go forward? I've got, I've got a few ideas for you. What if, what if Jesus really gives the victory to those who believe in him? The first thing is your part, my part, becomes responding when Jesus calls us forward. So you can't raise yourself from the dead. You can't give yourself life. You can't, like spiritually speaking, physically speaking, you and I can't do this. We can't take next spiritual steps. Like we can't, we can't do things on our own spiritually, but we can go forward when Jesus calls us. So, so I could listen, instead of trying to make something happen, I could listen for his voice, and when he calls me forward, I could respond to that, and as he calls me forward, what I get is I get to walk in his victory. What if he really gives me the victory through, I don't have to try to win anymore. Like I, am, I am relieved of the pressure and of the burden that I can never satisfy. I am relieved of having to win for myself. Thanks be to God who gives me, who gives me the victory. All I have to do is come forward when he calls my name so I can walk in that victory. That's the first thing. Here's the second thing. Sin and death haven't done any permanent damage to me. That is incredibly encouraging to me. Because we have all had some big losses in our lives. And if you wanted to just kind of point back to the reason for these big losses, the reason for these big losses is sin and death. I mean, just like we are, 
We are born into sin. We are born to slavery to sin. We're born walking a path that leads to death and our lives are marked by the end of death and we make decisions as people who are not spiritually alive and we do stuff that hurts ourselves and that hurts other people and other people do stuff to us too. But if, if there is not just a victory, but if there is the victory handed to me, because Jesus has won the victory over sin and death, then sin and death haven't done any permanent damage to me. Because he's not just going to like give me a little bit of life, he is going to give me the life that he intended for me to live. If I'll receive it, he'll give me the life that he intended for me to live. And so, so he's covered all that other stuff and sin and death haven't done any permanent damage to me. And then this third one that I was thinking about today for our time together today, through Jesus, you have really good days ahead. You have really good days ahead. This is, this is an interesting Easter, right? Because last Easter, last Easter we were covered up with 12 inches of snow, which makes my snowblower thing pretty gutsy, if you ask me. Um, no, last Easter, man, we were on the front end of, a, of all the stuff. And who would have thought that this Easter, we're still in it? None of us. At this time last year, none of us were looking 12 months ahead and saying we're gonna still be in this. And, and for those of us who have been listening to Jesus' voice, I'm not alone in this, I've done it well all the time, but there's a lot of us in this room and watching us on camera and there's a lot of us who would shake our heads and say, you know what, there have been some really hard things that have happened, but we've had really good days. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory over all the things that go along with living in a world that is just bookended and covered by sin and death. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ and because of who he is and because of what he's done for us, we have really good days ahead, really good days in this life and really good days in the life that is to come because his Victory conquers death, and you and I don't have to live in death. We get to pass from this life into the next life. And so if, if we really have the victory, then we have really good days ahead. So let me go back to that question that Jesus asked those first people at that tomb, when he declared himself to be the resurrection and the life, the one who will give them the victory, do you believe this? Do you believe this? And let me say it again, let me quote Jesus again, if you believe, if you believe, you will see, you will experience, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. If you believe, he will give you life. He'll give you your life back, not the little life that you were trying to earn for yourself, but like the life he, he created you to live, and he will give you eternal life if you believe. So can I pray for us? Would you guys please bow your head and close your eyes? And I am gonna pray in just a moment. 
But I'd like to offer you a private moment. Do you believe this? Would you receive this? And you can say yes to that for the first time. You can say yes to that again. Just you having a private moment with God to lay claim to this promise that he will give you the victory through Jesus Christ. So Father, a day like today, we're considering things that are, they're very familiar to us on the one hand and we can't wrap our brain around it on the other. But it makes all the difference. So thank you that this is, this is simple enough that the youngest amongst us can grasp it and, and give our lives to trying to understand the ramifications of all of this and it's really good. So I pray for myself. I pray for my friends who are in this room, who are watching this on a screen. I pray that you'd convince us that victory, the victory can be ours through Jesus. Pray that we would approach whatever's coming next in our day, in our week, our family and our workplace, our neighborhood, our school. To be asking that question, what if he does? What if, what if God really gives me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus, you are the victorious one. Thank you for winning the victory for us. Thank you for giving it to us, letting us walk in your victory. We don't deserve it, but you are, you are generous and kind and good. And so we say yes to what you're offering us and we pray these things in your name, amen. Why don't you stand as we worship in closing?
job worship team thank you guys um what a great weekend to celebrate what jesus has done for you he entered into death so that you don't have to die and he rose again from the dead so that you could live he's given you the victory so walk out of here into whatever's next for you knowing that victory is yours through jesus christ your lord and god bless you guys those of you here in the room you hang for an usher to dismiss you. We love you and look forward to seeing you next weekend. Happy Easter. Thank you.